When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the WrestleWolf Podcast, brought to you by the Pigskin Podcast Network, part of the Amaze Sports Podcast Network. I'm Damien Gibson. And I'm Paulie T. Damien and I are nerdy wrestling neckbeards, here to give you our takes on the week that was in all elite wrestling. You can find us on Twitter at Mark Polly T and Mr. Damien Gibson. And for all things WrestleWolf, go to WrestleWolf.com. Uh it was another huge week in pro wrestling. Coming up, we've got news on Tyre Valkyrie, Thunder Rosa, and Paige, and also, of course, the best, worst, and wait-and-see moments from Dynamite and Rampage and our predictions for the coming week. Yeah, we sure do. It was uh, it was a week where we had some huge Japanese stars appear in AEW. We had um, four, or was it five? I think there were five new matches added to the uh, Forbidden Door card. Yeah, after Rampage today, five, yeah. five matches, uh, yeah. We, we heard about more injuries. Those injuries are just, that's the biggest, uh, the, 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 the story that's really creating all of the changes around the place at the moment. Hmm. I actually liked a Marina Shafir match. I know, shoot me. But I thought it was really good. <laughs> I don't care what anyone else says. This was a clash of styles. Anyway, let's not get into the details. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, no uh, man, I, I think this whole thing with Marina Shafir is kind of a non-story, and the only the only thing I would say about it is that if, yeah, I don't want to get into pointing fingers, but it feels like there's some personality clashes between wrestlers at AEW, and, and certain people are leaking things to dirt sheets. But anyway, that's just my little conspiracy theory of the week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look, um, essentially, I think there's been an attitude towards um, uh, up-and-coming talent and especially those that don't have a, a sort of a, the, a, a pure wrestling or or a, even like a gymnastic-style background, but they've come from a fighting background or a martial arts background, that they, don't, uh, they aren't able to sell good stories in the ring. Um, but when you consider some of the... Um, the different styles, like um, maybe in recent times, we've seen FTR get a little bit more, um, uh, uh, show show a little bit more um, 
motion <laughs> i don't mean emotion but as in they they're ready to ride the ride ride the bumps do some flips um mm. and do a bit more of that work but a few years ago their 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 mantra was no all fists no flips or something like that yeah they were just like we just we're just going to go in and beat you up but they still they had wonderful matches with 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 opponents that were doing different moves, different styles. Clash of Styles, Clash of Styles can be entertaining, and I've actually you know started to actually like what what she can do. Um, I think um, I think uh, Tony Storm getting over was the right thing to do. Um, but you know, I I really do think she's got some potential. Anyway, we've got plenty of other things to talk about. <laughs> All right, well let's get um, very lady heavy. Um, news segment this week which is good because we can never talk about women enough in pro wrestling uh ty valkyrie who is an impact signed star um at the moment was wrestling at triple a's triple mania which is essentially their um all out or uh wrestlemania is probably a better way to describe it she called out thunder rosa um so i'm not quite sure do you know if this means are we looking at Thunder Rosa going to AAA or are we looking at Ty Valkyrie coming across from – are we going to have a – is the forbidden door going to open between AEW and Impact? Um, I'm not going to get into predictions just now because we do have a segment for that later. <laughs> but um, as far as the, I can tell from the story, which uh, was on uh, wrestlinginc.com, <clears throat> Um, uh, Taya Valkyrie has, has come out and said, um, you know, you, you, you claim to be Mexican's best. Why don't you come to Mexico and prove it? And, um, so that's, that's the feeling that I get to shoot. Triple A. All yeah. right. <laughs> I wish, I wish Triple A had some sort of streaming service outside of America and Mexico. I've looked into it on numerous occasions and it's, Almost, in, it's almost impossible to do. So you can buy pay per views, but then they're only in Spanish. So um, if there's anybody listening to our show has any connection with AAA at all, like the gringos want to watch, man. Mm. <laughs> like if you could just make it happen, uh, there's a couple of uh, white boys down here in Australia that absolutely would watch AAA. <laughs> if you could make it available to us so but anyway i'll probably watch that in spanish and have no idea what's going on uh, outside of <laughs> what's in the ring maybe i should learn spanish maybe that's my next thing yeah i'm gonna learn spanish and do a spanish commentary booth for my own podcast you should you I should, should. <laughs> i think it would, it would it would certainly help to uh, increase our listener base yeah that's true man yeah. now that we're now we're on a network and doing ads uh, we've got to think about these things. We've got to synergy and uh, you know other buzzwords. Um, broad, broaden your listener base. Yeah, <laughs> stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, um, <laughs> dollars per download. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, look, uh, look. I'm just uh, having a look at the notes here. Um, uh, Thunder Rosa replied saying. Uh, that she lives rent-free in people's minds, you know where to find me. So um, with that, I, I, I'm not sure if that means that um, she's inviting Taya Valkyrie to AEW 
Yeah, it sounds like yeah, it. Let's huh? see. Let's see. Let's see what happens. Man, that's awesome. Ty Valkyrie is great and um, has really elevated impacts um, uh, women's division, which was already really good anyway. So, um, yeah, I just want to give a shout out to their pay-per-view, uh, the Slamversary pay-per-view that was on last Sunday. I, I We don't do impact stuff really, so this was a nice little like two and a half hours of just watching wrestling for the sake of it. And I know I bring up Impact quite a lot in an almost condescending way of like, you should check out Impact. They do a really good job with what they've got. <laughs> but they really do. They're, they're, they're a fantastic promotion. I really love them a lot. And um, if you've got a spare 20 bucks, go watch Slammiversary, man. It's a good time. In other news, uh, Thunder Rosa is uh, the, the one who – <clears throat> Taya Valkyrie has called out, uh, is getting more attention from other promotions around the world, not just AAA, but um, he, it's, there is a, a promotion in Japan called Joshi Pro Wrestling, mm-hmm. which is, a, as far as I know, is a, uh, a, a female-only promotion. Yeah, yep. it is. Yeah. Uh, and according to uh, 411mania.com, give credits, uh, Thunder Rosa will be returning to Joshi Pro in Tokyo uh, at their Summer Sun Princess event. Uh, the Joshi Pro Wrestling announced on Sunday that Rosa will face off with Mia Yamashita at the July 9th show. This will be Rosa's first oh. Joshi Pro match since January 2020 when she won the International Princess title from Maki Ito. She eventually re- relinquished the title due to the pandemic. So, July 9th, She's going to be competing at the Summer Sun Princess event mm-hmm. when, uh, and she previously held that title. Oh, no, she, re- pre- she pre- sorry, she previously won the International Princess title. Okay, cool. Um, July 9th, that is just, what, two weeks away? Yeah. Now. Just in time for her to lose the title at Forbidden Door. <laughs> Do, do you really th- do you really think Tony's going to send Thunder Rosa to Joshi Pro two weeks after the Fidden Bidden Door as just the former women's champion? Um, do you really think Taya Valkyrie is going to come to AEW to challenge the former women's champion? No, I don't think so. Probably not. But I'm in love with Tony Storm and I want her to be champion. Yes, you did it finally. <laughs> finally, the truth. Uh, speaking of other people that I'm in love with, Paige is has been on Twitch uh, talking about her future, and she didn't really clarify anything. Is that where? Is that? I mean, obviously, she's not going to go on Twitch and be like, "I'm going to AEW." But uh, did she give us any clues as to what she's what her next steps are? Well. The interesting bits that I picked up, um, I, I, did, I didn't watch the stream, but I just uh, read a report about it. And um, the interesting bits that I picked up was one that she specified that the her departure from AEW coming up on July 10th, I believe, hmm. was not her decision. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> so. I mean, um, look, can I, I'll play devil's avocado here for a second with Paige. <laughs> When, I mean, I'm dumbstruck that she has managed to be on WWE's roster for as long as she has without 
performing in ring because we know how ruthless- Or even just being a manager. Or anything, yeah. yeah. Like we know how cutthroat and ruthless they can be. So I actually think this is a situation where WWE have actually probably gone beyond expectations. You know what I mean? Like I don't know how much- I understand that she got injured in working for them and, and she seems to be very well liked. But um, yeah, hearing that, I'm like, oh, well, Okay. Like, I'm surprised it hasn't happened earlier, especially considering the, you know, the Black Tuesdays of 2020 and 2021 where, like, you know, 100 people were getting let go from the organization mm. in a day. Um, it's amazing that Paige managed to, to last this long. So, I don't know if that's a good or a bad. That's the closest you're going to get to me saying something nice about WWE. <laughs> <laughs> there, there was another little piece of news that I uh, heard during the week, and that was that um, uh, Mick Foley is leaving WWE. Now I bang, don't bang. Even, I don't even know. I didn't even know that he was employed by them. Yeah, like, what he, does they, he do? He's on the same thing as Hitman and Taker. Like they're on these um, legends contracts. So right. uh, what do they do? Is- anything? Did they actually do like perform any tasks to be paid? No, well, they'll go to signings and you know they'll show up on like the pre-show panels for pay-per-views and things like that. So like Booker T's on a similar thing, and um, yeah, it, but it is it is also the Chelsea Football Club model of signing everybody, so no one else can sign them. Yeah. You know, so Hitman would be working for AEW if he wasn't on one of these Legends contracts. Right. Mick Foley will most likely come to AEW when he's not on a Legends contract. So, you know, um, that's what Big Show was on. But he wanted to come back and wrestle. But I don't know what's going on there. Um, mm, we haven't seen his his um, character from the Waterboy yet. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Remember we broke that story? <laughs> 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 anyway, uh, just just to cover this um, item off, um, so the her departure from WWE was not her choice, choice, and uh, because she is uh, exiting or leaving after the term, the the end of a contract, hmm. there is no no compete clause. There's she's not being um, prevented oh, from working from anyone wow. else. So therefore. She could turn up on Rampage on the, the next night. Yeah. The next night, yeah, absolutely. Could be, uh, yeah, J- July eleventh, I believe, is the the Friday night. Yeah, sick. Look, she could be just the mouthpiece for the women's division of AEW. I feel like they need someone to stick up for her, and I don't know if they've got it for her for for that division. I don't know if they've got anyone in the locker room at the moment who does that in the way that like Sam Punk does for AEW. You know what I mean? Or Kenny Omega will for AEW. I think um, even if it's in just a valet role or a manager's role, actually, sorry, valet's a terrible word. Anyway, if it's in a manager's manager's role, um, I think she's the kind of personality that that would really put the women's division on the map um, and really stick up for it. I I just think it's a no-brainer for Tony to to get Paige across. I just want to do a, uh, a a correction of something that I said about forty five seconds ago. <laughs> <laughs> just get this out of the way real mm-hmm, quick. Mm-hmm. Um, 
so I essentially could appear on Rampage on July the 11th, but I've got those dates completely wrong. I'm sure I told you uh, previously what I thought the um, appearance time would be. But um, as it turns out, uh, when I'm using these amazing technology of a calendar, um, it turns out <laughs> that July 11th is actually a Monday. So I don't know what the I was talking about. Um, but anyway, so look, I don't know, maybe it's the 8th or maybe it's the 15th. I can't remember. It's very soon. Whatever the next Dynamite is, <laughs> she'll, she'll, um, she'll appear. Um, all right, let's get into the Dynamite and Rampage segments of the podcast. Uh, we'll start with the um, wait and see moments, which is now traditional. Um, you want to go first or do you want me to? Um, I'll take this one. Uh, So on uh, Rampage this week, uh, we saw the debut of a new pairing of uh, Serena Deeb and Mercedes Martinez as a a tag team. Um, And uh, they didn't. They weren't given a weren't given a name, but they were just just there to be um, put over in a bit of pretty pretty much a squash match. Um, And so I. Yeah, I'm not really sure what the plan is here uh, with with what they're doing because um, it doesn't really feel like they have a deep enough roster to be able to set up a tag division, uh, and there's no there's no existing pairings that really work together regularly. So, yeah, I'm very curious to see how they're going to take this one forward. Uh, I must say that um, uh, Laney, Laney or Lane Luck and Sierra, uh, who were these um, uh, trainees who appeared out there to uh, to uh, basically be jobbers to uh, put put uh, Martinez and Deeb over, uh, big praise goes to them. They really took some serious punishment in this. Martinez and Deeb were. Not taking them light, like, like they, they were. They were treating them pretty hard, pretty rough. They were very stiff. Like they, each each of those elbows and those those chops and the kicks, they were hard. Mm-hmm. I reckon they, these girls are going to be really sore after that. So big praise to them. Yeah, I liked that match. Um, I just uh, this is me uh, doing what I do best and just making stuff up as I go along. Uh, the um, Inspiration, formerly known as the Iconics, uh, lost the tag team belts in Impact and haven't shown back up again since. That's been about four weeks since that happened. Um, right. Coming to AEW, maybe? Okay. They've got to quickly put together a, a tag, <laughs> tag division. division. I think we've talked about this last week of the week before, that a women's tag division makes sense, trying to get more women onto the product. It kills a lot of birds with one stone. <clears throat> You've got more more airtime for, for the girls, more representation for the women, so it kind of gets people off Tony's back a little bit with that. Um, and you can bring some more belts in as well, So, which everybody loves. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody. Uh yeah, well two two thirds of WrestleWolf do and one third vehemently <laughs> does not. Uh but I'm not gonna air the contents of me and Sir K Fabe's text messages to each other on air, even though I just did. Um my wait and see is <laughs> Christian. Um Look, I'll be honest, this is me cheating. I had two bests and I've stuck one <laughs> in my wait and see. <laughs> but 
Uh, Christian's heel promo. I think I wrote to you. Uh, Christian's taken the kids to school on how to get real heat, and um, mm. that's what he did. Him and Jericho have always been amazing at this. I think they're run together as a tag team, uh, even though it's probably not super cool now because it um, it did involve. I'm completely forgetting the name of probably the greatest women's wrestler in WWE history. Um, uh, uh, blonde, very pretty. Help me out here. Uh, oh God, Paul, help, help! Don't say something. <laughs> Look, unfortunately, because of my awful memory, um, with especially when it comes to names, um, it'll the, it'll come to me. It doesn't the, matter. The only thing that it is, is that I'm remembering, and forgive me, everyone, because this is not a very pleasant memory, but it's it's just I'm just stating facts. I'm just stating facts. Is that Jim Ross? No, no, Jerry the King Lawler used to get very excited and talk about puppies. Yeah, God, just, yeah. Anyway, it's not late. I keep going to say leader, and it's not leader. Anyway, it will come to me. And then I keep going to say Tony, Tony Storm, and it's not Tony Storm. Anyway, um, my point is that Christian, uh, well, credit where credit's due, Sir K. Fabe said this, where he's like, Christian isn't afraid to get real heat. Like, he's not afraid for people to actually really dislike him. And that's why. He's such a good heel. And Jericho, like, he will make himself look stupid, like an arsehole. It, whatever it takes for him to get that heel character over, he'll do. Jericho's a master of it as well. And we just got to see that. Like, for anybody who, you know, I've had some interesting conversations with some people on Twitter since Christian's been signed about his worth. Whatever he's been paid, it was repaid on Dynamite in spades. Because Christian, like, it's all very meta and cool because he was talking about like, oh, you know, you think I came back here to help the kids and try and help the business? Of course I didn't. I came here for a payday. <laughs> so, like, he's using all the complaints on Twitter as a source of this. But, you know, like, it's almost like the Twitter bots have turned him into the character that they, you know, all of their complaints have manifested into Christian to make this heel character. <laughs> um, but he's a bridge for Jungle Boy. He's a bridge for Jungle Boy to get from the top of the mid card to the top of the card. And that's like this was the first step of that, and uh, hopefully him going. I'm sure some people have been watching it going, Jesus Christ! I mean, that's super harsh. I'm absolutely a thousand percent certain that Christian would have brought up the idea of this, and Jungle Boy would have been like, Yeah, okay, let's do it to try and bring out more personality from Jungle Boy. Because if there's been one criticism of him. It, he seemed a lot more comfortable on the mic than he did two years ago, but we still don't know much about him, right, as a guy, like as a character. We don't get a lot of him when he cuts a promo. It's all very cookie-cutter. I'm a good guy and I'm going to come down there and beat you because you say bad things yeah. sort of thing. <laughs> and um, we just need a bit more of him, you know what I mean? Like just I'm to- sure it's there. It just needs to be brought out, and I think that's what Christian's trying to do in the, with this with this promo. <laughs> to clarify, for those who uh, didn't see this promo that we're talking about, what Damien was referring to just there was that uh, Christian made some very um, unpleasant comments about Jungle Boy Jack Perry's dead father, Luke Perry. Mm. Buffy the Vampire Slayer's boyfriend. Mm. <laughs> 
That's his greatest role, right? <laughs> Dylan from 90210. The thing is, Luke apparently Luke Perry was a big wrestling fan as well. So I, I actually think he would be, like, he would have got it. He would have understood this. He would have loved it. Like, if someone, if Christian cut a promo, a heel promo on me, it's all I would talk about for the rest of my life. So, Were you thinking of Stacey Keebler? No, close. Ah. Uh. She's a, she was actually a really really good wrestler. I I just keep going to say Tony Storm, and it's not. But around that time frame, blonde, yeah. short, I, good I, wrestler. I didn't think you were th- thinking of Stacey Kibler because she was not a good wrestler. She came back kind of recently and had um, uh, a couple of matches with Charlotte Flair, I think, off the top of my head. Okay, don't know. Anyway, uh, what was your worst? For the week, my friend. Well, <laughs> um, at the risk of being repetitive, because we kind of did the same thing last week, um, I really, I was really disappointed at the way that the uh, Ray Phoenix Andrade match ended, because that was building up and building up to be a match of the year candidate, mm. and then they just ruined it with a run in and a kick to the nuts, like oh. Really? You've just ruined it. Just yeah, the ruined crowd it. was really flat as well. You, mm. you can tell whether it's worked by the crowd reaction and it, and it just didn't. This ending did not work for this match at all. Yeah. I was really getting into that match. Like, it started off with some really surprising sort of technical wrestling, joint manipulation, twists and submissions, but then really quickly got into the superb high-flying stuff that we expect from these two they had this story being told about the 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 bigger, you know, more brutal heel Andrade was dominating, and then um, you know eventually, um, uh, oh, there was a, that's right. He had a couple of um, really big moves where uh, he he pushed Phoenix off the top rope, landed really awkwardly outside. Then there was another one soon after where he did a double foot stop on his chest while he was hanging upside down. So he's really struggling to get back into contention. He managed Ray you know, managed to get some uh, offense in, did some amazing flying kicks off the top rope, did a rolling cutter into his spot, like to spike Andrade's head. Um, it was really it was, the the action was going backwards and forwards. Phoenix dives for a senton, lands hard on his head, and then Andrade took over again. Unfortunately, they, they had some really bad choice of timing for advertising, so we missed the beginning of a, a, a um, Spanish fly superplex from Phoenix. But then they did this ending. Like, I was just oh, mm. I was getting so into it. Guys, come on. <laughs> yeah. I, I, it's weird, man, because it feels like a recent phenomenon in AEW of the sort of screwy finish. Um, yeah. I'm, you know, I, I, the, one of the things I've loved about weekly television with AW is that that doesn't happen, you know, that the, there are payoffs and it's not, it doesn't fit. I think the most frustrating thing for WWE, all of my bitching aside. I would totally agree. Is the lack of results on TV. And it just genuinely feels like the company going, well, you want to see a fucking result by a pay-per-view? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that's what it feels like. And when this happens, it does always feel a little bit like a screw you. Now, I know we tend to... <laughs> I know we sort of like we'll jump on these things and then like the next week be like, oh, everything we said was wrong. And, you know, but this match, I absolutely agree with you, Paulie. This match was so good 
that it deserved. There's no reason why you couldn't have a, have a result that wasn't interference based and then have the interference. Yeah. You know, they, like they, they, that's happened many times before. Yeah, it's always better booking to do that. I think always we could have had a you know another five minutes of spectacular action and um, and elevated this one up to, up there with um, uh, you know the other match of the year candidates that we've talked about recently, Buddy and um, and um, and Pack, um, uh, you know, but the Bucks multiple times, you know, mm. and other ones just oh well, yeah, really frustrating. Um, my worst is I'll be interested to see what you think about this. Has been Will Ospreay's booking over the last few weeks in AEW. I understand that he hasn't been pinned himself and he's been in a lot of three way matches and all that sort of thing, but he hasn't won a match since he's been in AEW. And I just I just think that's a mistake. Uh if if people are yeah, I ch- I double checked because I really? didn't want to come on. Yeah, I didn't want to come on and then say it and then be like, nah. Um yeah, so uh, now I'm double now I'm double thinking myself looking at your face, but I, I'm almost a hundred percent sure that he hasn't. Uh, I mean, he's only been there two weeks, so this is three matches I think all up that we're talking about. Because um, he he lost to Dax, right, and then he lost um, on Dynamite this week to Orange Cassidy, and then the other match he was in was also. He lost to Trent and Rapungi. Uh, no, has he lost to Orange Cassidy twice and and Dax once? Uh, yeah. Well, look, when, uh, I look. I'd like to look into this afterwards. But anyway, keep going. Well, yeah. Let's just say that that's correct. But even if it's one and two, that's mm. still not. You know, I, I just this guy's a star. And we can talk about, I mean, there's other bits in the show coming up where we'll talk about like there seems to have been some some difficulty from AWZ trying to get um, New Japan to help as much as they could have in the build-up to, to this pay-per-view. But you had Will there. So you can't, like with the, with the booking of Jay Wyatt and Will Ospreay, this is 100% on Tony's shoulders. If people are complaining, and I know a lot of people complain on Twitter for the sake of it, but let's say that people's arguments on Twitter are valid, that the build-up to this pay-per-view has not been good, which I do not agree with, except with Will Ospreay. <laughs> <laughs> like, I just think you could have you could have just done a couple of, let him cut a promo. I mean, he's one of the best heel promos going around as far as I'm concerned. He's barely spoken. I know Jim and Excalibur have been doing a lot of hard work on commentary to try and build him up. but. He- he if didn't you didn't know anything about New Japan at all, and it's hard to be an AEW fan and a wrestling fan to not know about guys like Jay White and Wallace, I get that. But um, I don't know if his in-ring work alone in the matches that he's had has also allowed him to get over. I think if you booked him to lose but let, allowed him to have singles matches to show what he really could do, then that would have put him over. Or you let him win a couple of times in the kind of matches he's been booked in and let him cut a couple of heel promos. It just feels. I just would have made a much bigger deal out of Will Ospreay than you know. Not last week, but the week before, he was in the main event on on Rampage, and he he, he was, he, so therefore in that that's when Mark Henry does his. Uh, We've had enough talk, uh, yeah. Shimmy, uh, is, um, and um, he cut a brilliant promo in that. I remember that. Yes, it was um, it was uh, brief, but 
you know, perfect. It's just just saying that I, I'm, you know, I'm the best. I'm going to screw you up and whatever. I just think when you had these guys, you you like for me personally, if I was booking AW and I had Jay White and Will Ospreay, I would have been utilizing them more than they they have been. That, that's all. It's not yeah. a huge criticism, and like. I understand the thought process of Tony's of of kind of like, well, these guys fucking book themselves. I don't have to, you know what I mean? Like, I'm just going to put them in the ring. You can see what they could do, you know. And look, the uh, pay-per-view is sold out anyway. The buy buy rate's huge apparently. So uh, there might be an element of like, whatever. (laughs) Yeah. I will admit that I have seen um, some of the, the, the booking happening with these guys and thinking, um, why are the like the 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 it would have been better to me if the the guys from each promotion were presented as kind of fifty fifty equal kind of you'd never know who's going to win this mm. and to do that with the lead up matches then each um members from each. Uh, promotion should be getting wins, yeah. but they're not. No, they're all going to AEW guys. Yeah, and so that's for me uh, one of the items that I that I that I sort of thought it was a curious way to to uh, to push this um, pr- to promote the upcoming pay per view um, and pr- to present the um, the the matches as. As uh, to where each where each member is strong and and you know you 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 don't expect that only one person has a chance. Yeah, in the event. Well, it's just basic storytelling, right? Exactly. Like if you keep presenting the other half, like if there's two, there's a protagonist and antagonist. If you keep like if you keep presenting the the antagonist as someone who loses consistently, then it becomes Wiley Coyote versus Roadrunner. Precisely, you, know, yeah. you just know what's going to happen every goddamn time, and like, I people could make the argument of like, oh well, the ending of the Roadrunner shows is not the point; it's what happens in between. But if you want people to suspend their disbelief, you've got to give them some results. Otherwise, it it's all it's all gaga, to quote Bruce Pritchard, which I hate doing anyway. Um, should we jump onto the... I think it's time for us to have a break. Oh, yes. We need to pay the rent. We, yeah, we need to have a quick break. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we'll be back after that with our best um, uh, uh, predictions and spot of the week. Guys, we know a lot of wrestling fans are ice hockey fans and the pursuit for the Stanley Cup is on and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL and also of AEW, has an unbelievable offer for the most exciting playoffs in sports. New customers can bet $5 on any team to win and get $100 in free bets, no matter what, win or lose. Looking to turn a small bet into a big payday during playoffs? With DraftKings Same Game Parlays, you can do just that. Create your own parlay by combining multiple bets like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more. It's your shot at an even bigger payout. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. 
Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN, bet $5 on any NHL team to win and get $100 in free bets no matter what. That's code TPPN at DraftKings Sportbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Welcome back. Uh, best of the week, Paulie. You got a little uh, best yeah, moment look, that you loved. Um, there, there was plenty of plenty of uh, elements that I thought were really stood out. Um, I reckon the, the the segment that popped me the most, or that I popped for the most, uh, was 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 definitely Christian's heel promo. That was it was fantastic. Really well done. But uh, I'll give an honourable mention to uh, the the segment where. Uh, Orange Cassidy was coming to the coming to the ring, walks down the ramp, goes to the side of the ramp, and and fist bumps someone. And then the camera pans over, and we see that it's actually someone dressed up as an, a, an Orange Cassidy lookalike. It was so cool, <laughs> very funny. <laughs> anyway, look, my 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 impression that was the best of the week was really just the way that these two pro- programs were put together in to to very successfully. Uh, do what a go home show should do just before a pay per view, and that's to get everyone excited about it, about all of the matches that are on the pay per view, to make sure you go and buy it. Here's your last chance to to get a teaser of what you might see. And when you consider that, I I think um, there are there are eleven or is it eleven or now twelve matches? I can't remember exactly. I think it's twelve actually. Hmm. 12? So, yeah, 12 matches on the card. I've got a pretty good feeling that, um, let's say, nine of them have been changed due to injuries. Uh, it's 11, 11 okay. matches. All right. So I'll say eight then. I think eight of them have been changed due to injuries. Only the, um, the pre-show ma- or the buy-in matches, uh, which have just been announced, um, uh, have ha- have not been affected by injuries, and uh, Thunder Rosa against Tony Storm. That's been the plan all along. Hmm. Everything else has been changed, and changed um, sometimes more than once. When you consider uh, that um, uh, Tomohiro Ishii uh, had to be pulled out because his uh, he uh, suffered an injury in his qualifying match for the All Atlantic Championship. And now we've got uh, Connor. What's his name? Connor. Connor. Connor's. Uh, 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 please hold. Uh, Clark Connors. Clark Connors. Clark Connors. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. And, and uh, in that match, um, it's. It was, I. Th- I think it's disappointing that. Um, uh, well, it's disappointing when everyone, anyone gets injured. Sure, but having Ishii out of that match means that. None of those four competitors are Japanese, so <laughs> it was just like, oh man, really? Yeah. So, um, uh, so that was a pity. However, um, look from the from the beginning of this beginning of Dynam- beginning of first show Dynamite, the first match was a uh, three way tag, and um, it 
there were there were a dub chants like within a couple of minutes. Everyone was so excited. The crowd, the crowd was so excited watching this, and I thought it was brilliant. Mm. Um, it was such a good reminder of the amazing depth that there is in the promotion, and a brilliant teaser for for Sunday or Monday our time. The um, the Cassidy Osprey segments when they were actually in the ring together. Um, were mouthwatering. Like I, I, I was really impressed. And um, uh, like you know, when we first heard Will Osprey versus Orange Cassidy, we're thinking, really, that's your choice of opponent? You got the arguably the best wrestler in the world against a comedy guy. Mm. But um, you know, he's not just that. He's not just a comedy guy. He's a really good worker. And um, I imagine the match is going to be fantastic. Um, especially after seeing this example, which was supposed to, which did its job, which did what it was supposed to do. It's supposed to tease me, uh, to, you know, give a taste of what we're going to see on the weekend and get excited about it. And it certainly did. Um, and the, the, the tag segments rammed home just how brilliant the, the multi-championship match will be. Like, so we've got um, uh, FTR uh, putting up the Ring of Honor tag championship and... Um, United Empire putting up the um, IWGP uh, Heavyweight Tag Championship. Mm. Uh, so the winner out of this match uh, will be will take will have both championship both of those championships. And the other entrant in the match is Rapongi Vice, and you know all of those guys are are awesome. So it's going to be great. And it was um, yeah, th- th- this is uh, it was Rapongi Vice that we got to see teaming with Cassidy during this match. So from that, and then right to the uh, the end of Rampage, where we had um, Cash Wheeler against Jeff Cobb. Um, pretty good match. I was surprised that Cobb got over, but then the, um, the, the, the chaos afterwards, where we had the brawls yeah. going through the crowd and around the ring and to the, um, the, the, the um, announce desk, like that was another really good way to like just show how much animosity is brewing between all of these people that are going to be involved in matches on Sunday, and it was just yeah. it was just so well done. I really I, I thought it was really impressive. I did love that, and I, I um I understand the hypocrisy of talking about how much I haven't liked Will Ospreay's booking, <laughs> and then they're being like, "Yeah, it's brilliant." Um, like you know that criticism is just a small one, but that um. I thought the same thing, man. I thought that like ending of Rampage was superb, and I'm not usually a big fan of like everyone runs in and fights because it feels a bit sort of high school drama sports, totally. you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I, I thought for some reason, um, and it, it, again, it probably flies in the face of my my worst segment. But the the overall booking the last three weeks has been good. I just you know I just feel like the you know. Anyway, you heard what I said in my my worst segment. But outside of Osprey and White having could have gone over one more time each, um, or with Jay White at least once. Uh, I think overall, you're right, man. Like I think that the the for me personally, there has been like there's been an anticipation since day one of Forbidden Door being announced, and the last month has or the last three weeks has kind of lived up to almost every expectation, you know, like I, I and it culminated tonight at the end of Rampage with that with everybody going mental <laughs> Jericho and Kingston. Like uh 
Eddie Kingston trying to get Excalibur's pen to stab in Jericho's eye and everyone <laughs> going crazy about the pen. Like, I think, you know, I mean, we criticize stuff on AEW because that's the nature of our podcast. And if we didn't criticize some things, it would be a very, very boring podcast of like, AEW is great. All right, we'll see you next week. <laughs> yeah. um, so, but what I do love about AEW is the tone a lot of the time. Like, that. Like, they're obviously being serious when Excalibur and Taz and stuff are going crazy about the pen, but there's also this, like, other level of storytelling there where it's like, this is all a bit stupid, isn't it? You know what I mean? Like, there's this wink and a nod of, like, this is fun. Like, we're having fun here, you know? And that, that's the I think it's a tone that is completely missing in the opposition at the Fed, and I think that last two minutes of Rampage really reiterated just the, the feeling that I get when I watch AEW, which is like, this is a fun, wrestling is fun, we should have fun while we're doing it, and you should have fun while you're watching it. Absolutely. Hey, um, uh, don't mean to be a dick, but I've just had a look at Cage Match, and according to them on Dynamite Road Rager, Will Ospreay defeated Dax Harwood. Did he? I don't, just, I don't, that doesn't sound correct at all. Because I remember talking about it on the podcast. Maybe we should uh, re-watch re that segment when we've got a fair few, fair few minutes later in yeah. the day. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll completely retract everything I said in my worst statement. <laughs> uh, I had no worse this week. Um, my best, just really quickly, was Okada showing up. Um, again, I know I feel like everything I bring up is a way to like attack people that I've been having arguments with on Twitter during the week and I need to stop doing that. But I just, there was an element again of people were so ready to write the death warrants of AEW on Tuesday afternoon. You know, it was like people sort of sat around and was like, hang on a second, Okada isn't on this pay-per-view. And um Besides the fact that the moment was amazing when his music hit, like the coins drop, and then, you know, he was actually in an AEW arena. I mean, that in itself is a huge fucking thing. Um, and, you know, sort of uh, false equivalency arguments that I'd heard previously of like, oh, well, you've got to build him up for months because no one will know who he is, which is blown out of the water when, you know, 10,000 people lost their minds when he walked out on stage. Um, and then I thought that actual segment was pretty cool as well. But it, it also did give me a sense of satisfaction of just, you know, like I just was like Gabbo on The Simpsons. Like that's, that ought to take care of those little SOBs. <laughs> you know, like it's just like maybe we should wait a little bit before, like let's just wait and see the whole card is like, let's not criticize the booking of a card or what a card is until we see the full card. You know what I mean? I know it's, like, it's strange that we didn't have the full card going into the go-home shows this week, but then it made for amazing moments like Okada showing up on Dynamite this week, which is something well, we'll talk about in 20 years' time. So It's, it's not necessarily strange that we didn't have the full card because um, that's, that's often uh, the case that they'll add maybe one or two, not four or five. Um, and certainly it is strange that we didn't have uh, the some of the biggest names in the world actually on that card yet yeah uh, but i don't think it's like look we don't know why okada has only shown up on wednesday night it could have been the plan the whole time and they might shift a hundred thousand 
you know, <laughs> like they might shift a hundred thousand buys because of it in the next three or four days. Who knows? But um, I know that Forbidden Door is being shown for free on the New Japan Network as well. So um, maybe it's just a lackluster. You know, maybe New Japan are like well. You know, it's maybe it's not as elevated for them that you know the guys running New Japan as it is the AEW guys. I don't know. Right. Um. Anyway, Okada was on dynamite. Like that sentence alone, (laughs) it just I don't I don't need to explain it because it's that that's the headline. There's no story. There's no byline to it. Okada was on dynamite. Shut up. Go watch the pay per view. It's going to be amazing. It sure is. It's it's and. Sorry to talk over the top, but the match that's announced is Okada and uh, God, there's so many fucking Adams. Okada, uh, Adam Cole, Hangman Adam Page, and Jay Goddamn White in the in a four way in like uh, I mean I, <laughs> I can't I don't. What else do you want? Like you can't. You you cannot book a better match than that. Oh, you can because Tanahashi's fucking fighting Mox the match afterwards. Like I don't, <laughs> it, this pay per view is going to be mind blowingly amazing, and uh, I can understand some people saying, "Well, we need some story leading up to it." And I know I was sort of saying that with Osprey's booking, but ultimately, now that we're at this point and the pay per view is happening tomorrow, let's just enjoy it, right? Let's just like. Be so, and I'm not punt. This is not directed at you, Paul. I'm directing this at the internet wrestling community. <laughs> um, let's just like it's going to be so phenomenal. I think we should just be grateful that it exists because three years ago it didn't. I think we kind of need to keep reminding ourselves of like every single thing that we have wanted as alternative wrestling fans, people who don't want to go and watch the big Disney ride that is WWE. There hasn't been one thing that we haven't got. You know what I mean? Mm. I wanted Dan Hansen in AEW. He's there. I mm. wanted CM Punk to come out of retirement and come mm. to AEW. He's there. I wanted Brian Danielson mm-hmm. to leave WWE and come to AEW. He's there. I wanted John Moxley. I wanted Annie Kingston. I wanted goddamn Ricky Starks from NAW to come across. He did. I wanted Warhorse to come back to AEW. He's now wrestling on Dark. I wanted them to do stuff with New Japan. They've got a whole pay-per-view. Of AEW versus New Japan. I mean, there just hasn't been. In, I wanted to see FTR versus the Bucks. We got that. There hasn't been anything like. I just there's this closing in of criticism on Tony and AEW recently, and it I find it quite strange, especially when you consider what's been going on in the other shop. Mm, what know, has where, been going on, Damon? Well, you've got their boss who's been embezzling public funds to try and cover up a an affair that happened three years ago and he's passing women who work in his employer around like a chew toy, in inverted commas. And that the backlash for that lasted, what, 12 hours? And then he came out on SmackDown and everyone went, oh, yeah, Mr. McMahon, what a cool character. And then we all forgot about like, And he's still, and he's still the head of creative. He's still, he's still the head of creative. Day. And then Nothing's changed. everybody's attention turned to, oh, I'm not getting the exact match I want off Forbidden Door, so fuck Tony Khan. <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> What's going on? Yeah, get some, get some perspective. Get some perspective. <laughs> I, I can't. 
I'm going to have a nervous breakdown, man. I'm going to have a nervous <laughs> breakdown. I don't understand. I need to delete my Twitter account, but I can't because that's how we promote this goddamn podcast. <laughs> anyway, Okada was on Dynamite and it was sick. Sure was. Where are we up to? <laughs> I'm flustered. Whew. Well, I'm going to- through the change. I've got a hot flush happening over here. <laughs> This, this, this is where we normally would like to uh, throw out a, a couple of ideas that we have for things that might happen in the future. So Ooh, our yes. predictions. Yeah, well, this has been a long-running segment that's been going for two weeks, and we're both <laughs> zero and zero. So uh, take these predictions with a massive grain <laughs> of salt. Um, you want to go first? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so the interim AEW Championship is the main event of Forbidden Door, and it will be uh, a match between John Moxley and Hiroshi Tanahashi. Now, um, Mox has been saying in the promos, this is going to cap off all the work that I've been doing for three years, all the blood and the sweats and the rehab. Or what? I don't know what he says. And I don't quite know exactly what he's talking about there because during that three years, he was AEW champion for a year. So I don't know exactly uh, where he's going there. Anyway. There has been, not to not to talk over the top of you, but there has been, when he's been over in New Japan, there's been motions to him wrestling Tanahashi and it's never happened. So that's why he keeps talking about, you've been ducking me, man, you've been ducking me. But that's all New Japan storyline that we don't see, see in AEW. Okay, that's a bit more, much more of it. Um, and I'm pretty sure that the original plan for this was CM Punk versus Tanahashi because there was a moment when um, maybe four or five weeks ago uh, when they first started involving, uh, started doing some um, some teasing to build up the pay-per-view, there was a moment when uh, Punk was in the ring with uh, Dax Harwood and Cash Wheeler. And, oh, or was it Trent? I don't know. Dax Punk was in the ring with someone. Mm. <laughs> and um, and uh, after they said what they had to say, the New Japan logo came up on screen and uh, Punk says, oh, that's right. We've got to sell some tickets to this pay-per-view. Who we got? And out wanders Hiroshi Tanahashi. Uh, so clearly the plan was for Punk to face Tanahashi uh, at the pay-per-view. Then Punk's injury. So um, it seems to me that uh, the original plan was to have Tanahashi face Punk. So. Tony has stories that he writes uh, long term. Uh, he writes long term stories and sticks to them. This is just, I believe, this is just a little roadblock in that story, and he wants to finish writing that story. That means that Tanahashi has to face Punk later down the road. To do mm. that, Tanahashi has to beat Moxley at this show, and uh, there has been a few mentions on commentary in the last week or two about how significant it would be if the AEW championship was held by someone in New Japan Pro Wrestling. Now, 
It's interesting that um, this the, the, this was mentioned, and you know we know about the well. As I've just told you, we know about Tanahashi and and Punk um, originally being the story, and I'm sure it will be again later. However, I've looked around on various um, uh, various uh, dirt sheet sites and 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 um, and some sort of um, you know betting sites. They have the odds listed for all of the people who are who are in the pay per view. And Mox is the overwhelming favourite. So I don't know. I, I, I that was on uh, DraftKings, obviously. That, that's exactly that's exactly where it was. <laughs> um, I, I, <laughs> I I don't get it. I, I don't think it's going to happen. But you know, that's that's my prediction. Tanahashi is going to win, and he will be the interim AEW champion. So uh, the belt will go away from the promotion to Japan. Uh, and he will retain it until Punk is healthy, and that will be the next match, probably at All Out. I actually, I actually agree with you, um, because uh, outside of the story making sense, it's the interim championship, so it doesn't really matter, right? And it's also a perfect vehicle, perfect mechanism they can use. To promote AEW outside yeah, of absolutely US, yeah. yeah, you're right. I mean, that's once belts leave um, their own little story world, that's what they are. They're big banners saying AEW. You know, <laughs> hell yeah. That's what that's what uh, FTR were doing with the AAA belts for a long period of time. You know, yep. it was just free advertising for AAA to you know have the best tag team in the world. <laughs> What, in my opinion, uh, walking around with AAA belts on. Yeah, I, and, I think you're and, right, man. And they'll be doing it again next week with the New Japan Pro Wrestling heavyweight belts on their shoulder as well. Yeah. God, I'd lo- I would love to see FTR go to Japan and do some strong style wrestling. There's nothing they can't do, by the way. Um, anyway, <laughs> I'm just tro- I'm trying to work my way into being like the hype man for the Sons of Hitman. Um my prediction is, look, I'll, I'll be honest, this isn't really my prediction. This is the internet's prediction, but I'm going to put it in here because I do kind of think this is most likely what will happen. I think that Cesaro uh, or Claudio, I'm trying to find, do we know what his uh, non- he's, he's been using uh, the letters C-S-R-O. On, I think yeah, so it. it'll be Claudio Cesaro, Cesaro, Cesaro. <laughs> Cesaro. Anyway, you know what we mean. Cesaro um, will debut to wrestle Zack Sabre Jr. uh, and then join the Blackpool Combat Club. I I just wanted to point out something. I don't. Claudio Castagnoli. Oh, okay, cool. Um, It's going. It always takes me ages to get used to using the new name. So don't expect any miracles on this episode, guys. But anyway, I'm just going to stick with Cesaro for the time being. Um, I think people got hung up on Excalibur saying that he'll be the newest member of uh, BCC. I I think he just meant for blood and guts. So um, I still think there's a possibility that Johnny Gagano could show up. Uh, The only reason I say that is that – Brian talked about technical wrestling. Brian Danielson in his promo on Dynamite this week where he said he couldn't wrestle, he talked a lot about technical wrestling. And I know that Cesaro is a very good technical wrestler. I would say Johnny Gagano is better. Right. Uh, so that's the only thing that I, you know, 
makes me think that 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 might be the case. But um, it's one of those two guys, right? We can't see it being. Well, I can't think of anyone, anyone else, else who, who any other free agent that's out there that's um, that exciting. Yeah, the only other thing I could think of is someone within the community uh, to use a better to. to for want of a better term, uh, like someone who's already signed to Ring of Honor or AEW, but I, I, I can't think of who that who that would be either. Um, yeah, so I think it probably would be Cesaro, and I could see him being a part of uh, the the Blackpool Combat Club as well. That makes more sense to me than Johnny Gagano. I, I don't, I don't see Gagano being in BCC long term. Yeah. Well, um, I, I think um, both of those guys are really good workers, and I'd love to see them perform again. So, yeah, let's see. It would be one. great to see Cesaro win a belt of some subscription. Like I, I know we say that about almost every single person who comes across to AEW, but um, yeah, man. Like I wasn't a massive um, like I liked Cesaro. I've always really respected his work. I wasn't a massive fan in WWE, but I did consistently feel sorry for him. Uh, in the sense of like, it seems like the, he has a lot to offer personality wise and also in ring wise, and just wasn't allowed to to let that shine in WWE. So you no, know I think he would be a perfect holder of the All Atlantic Championship. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I think Miro will win that. But anyway, um, what was the spot of the week? Well, the the bit that I liked this week that was the best was a sequence that occurred in the Ray Phoenix Andrade Il Idolo match. Where what happened was the um, the two guys were on the ring apron. Um, Phoenix was leaning against. I think he was a bit um, uh, recovering from a, a, a bump, leaning against the um, uh, the the post, and. Uh, Andrade ran in from the other side of the the other post to to knee him. Phoenix gets out of the way. The knee goes slamming into the ring post. Um, now we know that uh, Andrade wears pads, but that still would have really tickled, I reckon. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> then um, Phoenix climbed up to the um, climbed up the ring post to the top rope, dived um, down onto Andrade, double foot stomp. It's like whoa. Very impressive, and uh, I really hope that we can find that segment for you, and we'll stick it in the notes so you can check it out. We will absolutely; it'll be in the show notes. Um, cool. Well, that's that's it. That's all the news that's fit to print. Thanks to the Pigskin Network and the Amaze Network for hosting and supporting us. Uh, in particular, Brandon. Thanks a lot, man. Uh, and also, thank you for listening. If you would like to support the show, you can rate, subscribe. Probably the best way to do that is to go to WrestleWolf.com now and you can find all the links there. Um, and until next week, may your wrestling be good wrestling. And we... We don't talk about Cody. Cody.